Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive. My name is Gene Marks. Thank you so much for joining us today. Special guest today, someone that I've uh, followed for so many years and have been a fan is Suzanne Summers. Suzanne is a former, actually, we'll, we'll talk about whether you're a former actress or not, but you know, okay. <laughs> did a lot of acting in the past, but now really, um, Suzanne, you're, 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 you're a huge entrepreneur. You've written tons of books. I have in your biography, you've penned a dozen books, but then I have another a number of like 27 books, which again, I'm going to ask you about in a minute, but you've got a, a very successful website at SuzanneSummers.com. You're really well-known um, for the thigh master back in the day as well. I mean, you, you've just, um, you've really just completely pivoted from the acting world to being an entrepreneur. And it's really, it's a fantastic thing to see. So I guess you're selling skincare, you're selling makeup, you're selling, you know, hair products, food products, jewelry, a gut renew program, right? Fashion products health. First of all, tell us about SuzanneSummers.com. What is it all about? Give us a history of it and um, what you're doing. It really is a natural outgrowing of all the books I've written. I have written 27 books. It is 27. I knew that. Okay. 27. 14 New York Times bestseller, but who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> and what a privilege it is to write books. Yeah. And at first, when I started writing books, people like to take shots at me. But you know, it's interesting. You live long enough. You hang around long enough. You have enough success. And I finally got what I probably always wanted, which was respect and um Uh, When I wrote these books, it first started because I, well, it first started as a child of an alcoholic. Nobody had ever told the story on herself. Mm -hmm. And my childhood was rough. I I spent more nights hiding in the closet uh, to get away from the monster downstairs than in my own bed. It seems like anyway, probably that's an exaggeration, but most nights, my mother would come and get in the closet, get in the closet, get in the closet. And when you're a little kid, you're, you're, your heart is pounding. And we had a lock on the inside of the door hmm. um, to keep him from getting in. Sometimes he'd rattle the door and yell. And, and um, so you go to school and you didn't do your homework. And you can't say to the teacher, you know, well, you can't imagine what went on at our house last night. So that was that book that I wrote was called Keeping Secrets. And that opened a floodgate that blew me away. I was the first one who said, I'm not alcoholic, Mm. but I was so affected by the alcoholic. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And when I, when I, um, you know, detailed things like I didn't drink, but I would buy things I couldn't afford Uh, for the moment. It would take the pain away, just like a drink takes the pain away. And then I go through the, Oh my God, how am I going to pay for this? And, uh, I was always in trouble that way. And man, did that hit a chord when I started lecturing. Mm-hmm. And so what this what this did was start the adult children of alcoholics movement. And it, it's a big, big army. And then uh, my books just kept kind of following what I was going through in my life. I did a, a book on abuse and I did a book on um, gaining weight. Uh, you know, you reach a stage in life where you gain weight. Mm-hmm. I wrote nine of those books, so sold nine million of those books because it was the I was the first one again who said, you know, uh, pro, high protein, high fat, high vegetable. Leave out the 
carbohydrates and sugar until you get to the weight that you want. Mm -hmm. And it started a, a movement called summer sizing. So big that we had cruises, summer sizing cruises. We would take the Fantasia and things like that. And then I lost my hormones. I looked everywhere around the house and couldn't find them. And nobody ever talked about like when my mother and your mother were, uh, we were kids. Right. You're, you'd hear your mother and your aunt and their friends go talk about that change. Remember that conversation? That yeah, change? Yeah, of course. It was, it was too shameful to even talk about. And I remember when I first started writing these books on hormones, I thought, do I want to be known as the menopause queen? And then I thought, why not? Right. Why not? It's a natural process. And I um, used my fame to get to the best and the brightest doctors and really learned uh, so much so that I got an honorary doctorate for it, really learned how the hormonal system works and how it's a communication system. So to answer your question, how did the products uh, come to be? Well, uh, uh, where's this? Um, excuse my, I wrote this book called Toxic. Right. one of many, right. about the effects of chemicals on the human body. And why, if you look at a graph, cancer is an epidemic. They don't want us to know about that, but it's an epidemic. Right. And I thought, we put chemicals on our skin. We have food that's sprayed with poison. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. We have chemical cleaners in our house. Uh, the makeup we women use is all chemicals. The lipstick we use is loaded with lead. So I decided category by category to make a brand, the Suzanne Organics, all organic. It's, it's, uh, it each has an insignia on it, certified toxic-free, which means the guidelines are very uh, stringent. has to be grown organically, extracted organically, and nothing upwind or downwind of the product can be toxic to contaminate it. Right. Kind of hard to fulfill, but it struck a chord. And my constituency grows and grows and grows. They buy the books. They buy the the um, the the all, all the organic uh, brands and uh, that has turned into three shows weekly on Facebook and Instagram, where I don't know if you've ever seen, but they come and uh, the lure <laughs> is a tequila because nobody likes to drink alone, but if you can have a tequila with Suzanne and Al, they <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you sip your tequila and then you, I, I get talking. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like you, you know, you don't quite know where you're going to go. Sure. And I enjoy it so much. And so that just keeps building into something bigger and bigger. And at this stage of my life, I'm thinking, Hmm, wow, what an interesting life. And here I thought getting older was going to be this terrible paradigm that we all see, you know, frail and decrepit and out of it. And I'm more alive than ever. I've, I've done like you. I've raised my kids. I've married them off. I've paid for their educations. And now it's about us. It gets better and better as you get older. And plus, if yeah. you have some you have some years behind you and, and experience as well. I mean, but I mean, you didn't know about any of this stuff. You 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 had you sound like you were self-taught. And and when it comes to your your website where you sell all of your stuff, you didn't know anything about going online, I'm assuming, right? You're not a web no. developer. How did how did you learn this stuff? What, you know, what can people you know? Um, I, I didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. I got a scholarship to college. And the first time I ever had sex at 18 years old, I got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Well, the nuns at Catholic school didn't feel that I was a good fit. And so I uh, left college to have the baby. And then I was in the process of, you know, you got a food, shelter and clothing. Sure. Uh, but what I now realize is not everybody is college material. Right. 
Right. You know, we now can find out anything we want to find online. And you just have to get good at searching and digging. I remember I gave the commencement speech to a really interesting school called National University. And they called me before, uh, you know, how many degrees do you have? And I said, uh, none, because I want to know how many tassels to put on. So I was sitting up there with all the, the, the chancellor and all the professors, and they gave me a, like a fake tassel to hang. And uh, I was thinking about what I was going to say. But while I was thinking about what I was going to say, I was watching the people walk in. There were 13,000 in the audience mm. graduating, graduating, mm. but they weren't college age. They were more like uh, young, young, much younger than me, but say 40s, 50s, maybe right. 60s. Right. Um, mothers holding hands with their three children on one side and two on the other. And while I was thinking about what I was going to say, because I don't speak with notes, I, I got up and had a completely different talk about for whatever reason you couldn't or wouldn't or weren't ready or couldn't afford or whatever, life kept you from going to college in the natural order of things. You seized your window of opportunity. And that is why you are here today. And I admire that more than I can possibly express. And it was a very good talk. And I was sitting back at the dais thinking, hmm, that was a good talk, huh? And I noticed the silence. And the chancellor was at the podium and he was looking at me. And so finally I said, me? And he said, yes. So I went up there and he said, which I didn't know about beforehand. He said, we want to give you your honorary doctorate because the books you've written constitute a thesis. And I thought, wow, wow is right. So just to do one more connection. Yep. Uh, when I, I was discovered by Johnny Carson. I don't know if you know that yep. in the commissary at NBC. Okay. And I was sitting know. there all by myself and he walks in and I'm all by myself and I'm waiting to hear if I got this part. My first time I ever auditioned. And he said, Hey, little lady, what are you doing here? And I said, I have a callback. I just found out an hour before what a callback was. And he said, for what? And I said, well, for Dom DeLuise show. And he said, well, Dom DeLuise is a good friend of mine. So I hope you get it. So I didn't have a picture or anything, but I had written this little book of poetry. It's 1973. Right. And I had the book of poetry because I didn't know what else to give him. That was Wednesday. Friday of that week, I made my television debut on The Tonight Show, When It Mattered. Remember, the Johnny Carson show, everybody watched it every night. Sure. And I thought, wow, they must really love my poetry. But I only had one credit. And I hear Johnny, I, I wrote a bad check for the dress because they didn't own a dress. But that's how stupid I was at the time. $75, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're 20, <laughs> everything looks good on you. And I'm standing behind that famous curtain. And I hear Johnny say, well, we've all been wondering who the mysterious blonde in the Thunderbird is in American Graffiti. Well, we found her. And the curtain opens and the audience goes, woo. I hadn't even seen the movie because I couldn't afford it at that time. And um, he liked me. He had me on every month. He never came on to me, just to clarify that. Yeah. Um, I was, I was too, really too naive for him to probably even think about it. But he'd have me on every month to read him these poems. And then he'd have an isolated camera on himself and um, he'd make fa face takes. Right. Well, that year, that my little book of poetry became my first bestseller. It was the best selling book of poetry in America. So that eventually led to Three's Company, 
they had had two other girls and they did pilots and neither of them tested well. And Fred Silverman, as he says, he's sitting in a meeting because they got to now go to series. They got a pickup. And he said, I got the girl. Mm -hmm. I see her on the Tonight Show all the time. And that's how I got out of Three's Company. How did you pivot from acting into business, though? I mean, why, why didn't you just stay in acting? It's such a lucrative career. And I was so good at it. You were I, good I, at it. I, I was really good at it. That, that character that I did, Chrissy Snow on Three's Company, is actually- Not you. Not yeah. you in real life. No, no. And she's, she's, she's beloved. And, um, you know, when you sign on first time, you sign on for anything- and I didn't care. I'll, I'll pay, you don't have to pay me. I'll do it. But by year six, it was the number one show in the country. I was had the highest demographics of all women in TV at that time, and all the men were being made ten to paid ten to fifteen times more. So it wasn't a feminist thing. Mm. It was my contract was up, and I thought, I, I I'm selling the most tickets. Why am I getting paid the least? Yeah. So we went in to negotiate, but Laverne and Shirley had just renegotiated and they gave ABC a colonic and they had put an end to this. And so when my husband walked in, uh, they, they, they weren't even open to listening. He said, mm-hmm. because he, in the morning he said, you know, this could all blow out of the water. And I said, no, we asked for this. They come here. We counter the we counter and we'll meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so there was no negotiating. They just said, she's out. So I'm waiting at home. Because um, this leads to answer your question. I'm waiting at home and no cell phones at that time, imagine. And um, it just felt like hours and hours, probably like two or three hours. And there's a way the front door opens when it's good news. Mm. (laughs) And there's a way it opens when it's bad news. We had a lot of stairs. I hear the door go. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good sign. Yeah. Then I heard him padding up the stairs. So I met him at the landing. He looked at me and he said, you're out. Yeah. I said, I'm not out. What do you mean? I'm out. He said, they were not even going to negotiate. Mm. And um, he said, they're going to make an example of you. Mm. And then he put his hands on my shoulders. And this is going to answer your question now. Mm-hmm. And he said, from here in, we're not going to work for anyone. We're going to work right. for ourselves. Right. We're going to make this work for us. And so the first thing that happened was I bought a pair of Manolo Blahnik shoes that were almost $600, plain, nude, pointy-toed, uh, okay. had a little bit of toe cleavage. This night got die talk, but high, high arch and five-inch heel. And you put them on and made your legs look amazing. So I'm okay. standing in my dressing room in my bra and underpants, and I put the shoes on. I think, oh, Alan's going to think I'm so stupid for spending so much money on a pair of shoes. So maybe this is a little manipulative. I walk out in my bra and underpants and the high heels. And I said, like my shoes. And he said, great legs. And I went, that's the commercial. That's the Thighmaster commercial. So if you remember that commercial, it started on my feet on those shoes, which I was able to now write off. So, so they're free. And the camera pans up my leg with him off camera going great legs. And we stopped counting after we sold 10 million of them. And we thought, Hey, this uh, marketing entrepreneurship is kind of fun. And so that one thing led to another. Okay. So let's go back to the thigh masters just for a moment. So um, how was the, you know, how was the ownership of the thigh master broken up? Like, were you just the, you know, the, sort of the sponsor, the figurehead of it? Did you have equity in the company itself? 
Did you and your husband, were you guys running the show? I'm, I'm how curious how much of, of Sidemaster did we own? Half, half, and then our partners went spending like drunken sailors, and we ended up having 100% of Sidemaster. So it's all ours. Got and, it. Got it. Uh, and it still sells. It still sells. I ref- we used to make them in China. I refuse to uh, make anything in China anymore. So we're making them in the United States. Fair enough. And there had to have been at some point you were selling millions of Thigh Master. Um, the brand that you were created was one of physical fitness, you know, right. and health. And right. obviously, you know, you fast forward, you know, you know, years now, all of the things that you're selling that you're right now are around that same sort of wellness brand, yep. you know? At what point when you were selling the Thigh Master did it occur to you like there's there's a lot more that we could be doing? There's in life, I have found that most often the worst things that happen to us are opportunities in disguise. So 25 years ago, I got a very virulent kind of breast cancer. And I remember thinking, what have I done in my diet and lifestyle to play host to this terrible disease? Hmm. And so I decided I would change the way I ate, change the way I sleep, change the way I think. Um, I put my priorities in order. I used to stay up late, like three in the morning, writing my books because it was quiet and I thought I was ahead of the game. Sleep is a game changer. Sleep is so important. So I changed my whole lifestyle, started growing my own food. Hmm. Um, and and then that's how all the toxic free uh, uh, hair care, uh, skin care, uh, color cosmetics, uh, household cleaning products. It just, that all just organically came out of it. And when you're ready, the right person a, a appears before you. I don't know why that is. It's just incredible. So um, being fired was an opportunity, if you sure. look at it that way. I sure. really felt that Chrissy Snow, that character was cut short. I had a lot of plans for it, but maybe that's all that she was ever going to be. And um, uh, getting cancer was a gift in disguise. Uh, I'm finding that more and more and more in, in life and aging, aging is, is not an issue for me. I'm 75 now and I wake up happy every day. Mm. I have, I have such great love in my life. Alan and I have, we're in love after Mm. 54 years. So it's amazing how things, you know, one thing leads to another. I'm, I'm not, I'm not someone who believes that, um, you know, life is planned out for you or things, you know, things happen for a reason. And yet I can't tell you how many times in my life things happen that I do say to myself, this must have happened for a reason. Yeah. yeah, Pointing you in that direction. Yeah. As you're growing this business, you know, you realize that you're building a brand for yourself, you know, and this, this is way before the Kim Kardashians and the, you know, the influencers and, and the people that started all this stuff on social media you know, you were the one that started doing this and you were doing it through books, which was, I guess, you know, the best media of yep. the time, you know, to use. So then you start selling other products. So I, I have specific questions about your, your businesses that I think a, a lot of my listeners, a lot of my, my viewers would be interested in hearing. So first of all, you sell many products on your website. You yes. have a brand that you have spent a million years of effort building up, right? How, yes. First of all, how do you make sure that the products that you're selling on your website um, are going to meet the standards of your brand. You know, how well, do you know that? Probably hard to see that like this is our uh, organic tanning serum. There's a little spot right there. That's okay. the uh, 
That's the toxic free insignia. That's okay. what's so yeah. hard to achieve. And it has to uh, follow these stringent guidelines. So um, there's there are the other the other arena that we're in are supplements because right. um, you know you wish you wish the soil had all the minerals and nutrients in it uh, that it once did, but we're now living in an era where we have the advantage. It's not expensive here, and we have the advantage of putting back what your body is missing. And mm. my most recent book, I've got only a couple of them here, sorry to come out of frame, okay. is this one. It's called A New Way to Age. Okay. The significance of that book to me is, I don't know what I'm writing when I write it because I've used my fame to get to the best and brightest. And they love giving me everything in these interviews because they have the info, but I have the loudest voice and the largest constituency. There are 25 million books in print around the globe. And um, so I don't know until I, 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 I just collect the most interesting doctors, scientists, and professionals. I'll read something, think, oh, I'll put him in a file. I read this, I think I'll put that in a file. And then I start calling them. And if we click, um, we decide to do an interview. And I give them full, uh, uh, um, what word am I looking for? Con uh, control. I write it, but they have the right to make sure everything is absolute approval. Uh, why the couldn't get that word. I give them full approval. So there, there's no, I, and I've never been challenged on any of my books because before I send them to print, I send them to the Life Extension Scientific Advisory Board. And a lot of them are doctors I've interviewed, doctors, scientists, and professionals. So I've never been called on anything. So a doctor or a scientist actually wants to be in my book because it's valid. Right. And um, I learned so much. I learned, it's just, it's an incredible thing. The other place I learn is from my constituency, these women, these wonderful women. And my women are an underserved demographic. Uh, and yet they're the ones with the money. You know, women who've raised their children, married them off and educated them are now free to live the lives that they never could afford to live. And so they come to my shows, the Facebook and Instagram, and then they talk. Hmm. And... For the last couple of years, they all are saying, not all, but most all are saying the same thing. I am so bloated all the time. And I know when I lecture, I go, how many in this room are bloated? And there's a silence and then a giggle and then the hands go up. I'm bloated. I'm constipated. I'm dog tired. My stomach hurts all the time. And so we created through our scientific advisory board, this smoothie powder. So everybody's got a smoothie powder, right? Not like this one. Uh, for lack of a better explanation, and you have to be real careful what you can claim with the FDA. So I, I found this interesting. The, 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 the GI tract is the length of a tennis court. I never knew that before I did okay. these interviews. Okay. And around that, let's imagine it's a rope. The, right. the rope, the length of a tennis court. And around that rope is mucus. And that mucus is our immune system. Right. So when you put chemicals on your skin and eat food with chemicals and breathe in chemicals, you, can, you can't do anything about outside, but in your house, you can do HEPA filters or IQ filters. But when the chemicals get in your GI tract, they eat through that barrier wall, that mm -hmm. tennis board, mm -hmm. and now you're degrading your immune system because you have to eat through that mucus. Mm -hmm. And now the toxins leak out 
And that's what's called leaky gut. And leaky gut is at the base of autoimmune diseases, you know, fibromyalgia, um, mm-hmm. MS. Um, what's the third one? There's a third one. Macular, not mac- but aside from that, macular degeneration starts in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Eye problems start in the stomach. All the stomach and the brain are connected. And um, uh, when the chemicals get into the bloodstream, they go on a rampage. They love fatty organs and glands. Our brain being the fattiest, it's right. said from 65 to 85% fat. Right. So imagine the, the chemicals get up into the brain. The brain, the hypothalamus and pituitary, has to shrink to make a little room for the chemicals. The more chemicals get up there, the more the brain shrinks. The more chemicals, the more brain shrinks. I envision the brain up, in the, uh, up there going, there's hardly any room left for me. <laughs> but could this be... Could this be why there's an epidemic in kids of ADD, ADHD, OCD, dyslexia, dyspraxia, dementia, and Alzheimer's now? One in three, I read a report recently, one in three seniors now has Alzheimer's. So if you- The environment, it's chemicals, it's the food that we're eating, right? It's all these things that are infecting our digestive systems, which ultimately roll up to our brains. You know, you remind me, so my, my cousin- um, is she runs a company up in Washington and she goes through the exact same issues that you have. She also has a scientific advisory board because you need outsiders yeah, kind of validating. And she struggles also with just making sure she stays on the right side of the FDA. I, I'm just, she's a younger woman. I'm, I'm curious, Suzanne. So you've been through all this. What advice would you have for someone like that who is growing a company? I mean, she's selling organic products very similar to yours. Um, but for any young, particularly a female nowadays, knowing what you know, knowing what you've learned, what advice do you give like young female entrepreneurs that are starting or growing their businesses in 2022? People sit around thinking, how can I make money? That's the wrong approach. The approach is, where's my passion? What do I really care about? What, what, what makes me stop uh, when I'm watching TV? What, what's going on in my life? How could I fix that? When you when you sell the truth, the people smell it, right. and it's like you know with the, everybody with I'm bloated and I've gas and I'm dog tired. The the protein smoothie powder is is called Gut Renew, and um, this is where I want to be sure I don't say anything the FDA doesn't want me to say. But <laughs> if you got all these leaks in your gut in your yep. barrier wall, you gotta seal them up, right? <laughs> Well, Gut Renew smoothie powder has all the stuff in it that you and I have not uh, eaten today. And it <laughs> helps, here's the FDA language, it helps support healthy gut lining, okay? Okay. Okay, here's, and here's like the, the booklet that comes with it and you can make, they're really good. Mm-hmm. The, sm- the smoothies are, these are not penance kind of drinks. Right. right. This is, but this is a product. This is a product that you believe in. This is a product that yeah. you use. Passionate. And this is and this represents a line of products that you do have a passion about. Um, I got to argue with one thing. I know. I know you said it earlier that it's not about the money, and I realize it's not all about the money. But I mean, you have to have you know a business plan. You have to make yeah. a living doing this. So you had to give that some consideration when you were first starting out. I mean, I'm assuming you didn't go into this blind, right? I mean, you you knew there was a market out there of women who needed these kinds of products. Am I right? Yeah. And, you know, when you consider how many thigh masters we sold, all of a sudden this money's coming in that I wasn't getting on Three's company. (laughs) Um, 
and also you can't, you know, you can't stay mad. Um, I, I, I watch Three's Company reruns and I love them. I don't get one penny in reruns. I didn't get anything. But I got the fame. Yeah. And the right, the right kind of fame. It was an and asset to leverage. Totally. Hmm. I remember, do you ever hear voices? I think we all do. And sure. We rarely listen. So I remember after I was fired, uh, so despondent. Here I had the greatest job in television, the greatest character. I, I, I created a dumb blonde that you liked because you usually don't like dumb blondes. I remember sitting in my living room, why did I do it? And why wasn't I just happy with what I had? And I hear the voice. Right. Why are you focused on what you don't have? Why don't you focus on what you have? And I thought, what do I have? Now the voice starts talking. You have enormous visibility. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this country and most of the parts of the world, they know your name. And I went, oh, right. In a and good way, said, too, by the way. In a good, good way, deal. yeah, right. yeah. Right. And she was missed. I still right. hear to, to today. Oh, I never watched it again. I missed you so much. But I went to Alan. I said, uh, you know what I'd like to do? <laughs> I got this name. I said, I'd really like to do a, a Vegas act. And uh, I always sang and danced. And so we put together an act. And in 1985, I was named Las Vegas Entertainer of the Year, along with Frank Sinatra, who was yeah, wow. the okay. Entertainer of the Year. I'm sitting there. I was so nervous around him. Oh, thanks. <laughs> right, okay. <Yeah>. <laughs> he still had it going on then, by the way. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. It's in the day he died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to see him driving around in Palm Springs, and he just wanted to be a normal person. He's so he was beyond iconic. Right. Doesn't even cover him. And he had this old beat up Chevy truck that he, yeah. that needed a paint job badly. And he'd drive around town in that with a baseball hat. So he still could recognize him, but he right. gave him his respect. Right. And if you went out to dinner with him, uh, there's a place he, he went to here, Dominic's. And he'd be in the kitchen and here, have some clams and here, have some clams. And what do you want to drink? And he just was that guy. He's the guy you hoped he would be. All right. So Suzanne, come on, female entrepreneurs, you got to have passion for what you want to do. You yes. want to have a little, you got a little bit of capital. Your capital was whatever you had in the bank, you had goodwill, you had a big audience, a big fan following, you know, any, anything, I mean, I'm trying to get out of you, oh. you know, as much advice I can get from you. I mean, think about young women, think about people that are starting up their businesses. Um, if you were 20 years old again, and let's say you didn't have the Suzanne Summers brand, or you weren't on the top rated TV show in the country, but you really did have passion for selling your know, healthy products like you're selling now. And it's 2022. What would you be doing? I, one of the first things you have to do if you are a broken bird, as I was, you have to fix yourself. Okay. And I went to the community mental health center where a therapist charged me to, according to my ability to pay a dollar a visit, um, to dig in and reparent me and help me to find out that I wasn't this piece of crap that my drunken father always used to say. Right. So you have, you have to figure out what messaging did you get that's holding you back? Because right. if I still thought I was a piece of crap, right. I could I could never succeed. But it I also remember, sounds like you got some help as well. Like you went I, and yeah. saw somebody, you had somebody to talk to about yourself to get your act together, right? And most people are afraid of therapy. Therapy is... Um, uh, medicine for your feelings, and we it are is. our feelings. And every city has a community mental health center mm-hmm. where they, if you can't pay, you can't pay. If you can pay a dollar, you can pay a dollar. And right. um, my son was run over by a car. I'd like to say that I was smart enough, but at five years old, he was run over and given a 50 50 chance to live. 
These are all things that worked in our favor because he eventually, he went to therapy and she said, in order to work with him, I need to work with you. I said, I'll do anything for him. Right. Um, I remember the day I'd been going for three years and she said, I don't want you to come anymore. And I said, why? She said, you're going to be okay. And I said, but I come and I pay and I'm on time. And she said, I know, I know. But she said, we have, we have gotten to the bottom right. of why you had such low self-esteem. Right. And she said, I want you to go live your life. I'll always be here, but go live your life. Right. And I got in my car and I was crying because she meant so much to me. Right. And then the closer I got to home, the, the stronger I felt and the better I felt. And because of her and because of his accident, that's when I decided to move to Los Angeles, A, to be with Alan Hamill, but also maybe I could make it, right. you know? Before, right. I never thought someone like me could ever make it, but maybe I could make it. Right. And right. when I went on interviews, I had a lot of confidence because right. I wasn't a piece of crap like I right. had been programmed. So, okay, it so matter be- be- it's a matter of believing in yourself is what yeah, you're saying. And, 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 um, and knowing your excellence and, and what you bring to the table. I have a good personality. That, that's, that's what I sold at first was my personality. That's how I got my jobs and things like that. Sure. And then, and then when I had fame uh, and then lost the fame, but I invested almost $600 in a pair of shoes because I was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> One thing leads to a next. So there's no, I wish I could give your um, viewership a one to 10. Understood. But you are, but you are, I mean, you, what I'm getting out of you is that, you know, again, it is passion and believing in what you're doing. It is having the self-confidence to do what you feel is right. Um, Surrounding yourself with people. I mean, you use the example of a therapist, Uh, you know, I I have many clients that go and see therapists as well, because it is a very, very good exercise to do, but people have coaches, people have friends, they have mentors. That's also very, very important to do. So yeah, I, I, I really, this information is really great. I, you know, you, you've shared a lot of great stuff with us. I, 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 I got to ask you as well. You have leveraged social media. You're 75 freaking years old. And here you are, you're doing Facebook live like three times a week, you know, and Instagram <laughs> and Instagram as well. Yeah. Uh, give me some thoughts on Facebook live and Instagram. Like, what have you learned? What do you think of it? What, what would you tell other business owners about using it? Both of those platforms. Wow. Wow. The pandemic worked for me. I, mm. None of us could go out. Yeah. And I, I'm a worker. And that's when we started putting these shows together. Another thing at 75, always have somebody in your company who is between 40 and 50, because they really understand the internet. Right. And so we have Caroline, my daughter-in-law, who is um, also the president of our company. And she's so smart, the right man for the job. And then we have head of sales, Jason, who just totally understands it and taught me things like, you know, if you have a quarter of a million people watching, but then you pay money to Facebook to boost. Wow. If there's no end inside of how many people you can pull in and what you'd like is to sell one thing to everybody. Yes. Yes, So I have to stop you right there because yet again, this is another piece of advice where you're saying like, you've got, you know what you want to talk about and you know that that's the medium you want to be there. Yeah. But you just said you you really weren't very knowledgeable. In fact, you're probably clueless about Facebook and Instagram and promote and whatever. How to turn on the computer. (laughs) Yeah, right. But you surrounded yourself with people who didn't know what they were doing, right? Yeah. And and pay attention to the younger generations because they they are uh, raising it. My youngest grandson is the one who bought me all my apps on my phone initially, like 10 or 15 years ago. 
So that this is their language. Yeah. You know, when my son, every once in a while, when I don't know something on the computer and he rolls his eyes and I go, look, I taught you to walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I waked you when you were yeah, a baby. Exactly. I don't want to hear it. Just tell me exactly. what I need to know. <laughs> exactly. But it is surrounding yourself with the right people. It's right. telling the truth. Tell the truth. Um, there's an interesting book out right now called uh, Lies by Sam Harris. I just recently read it because one of He's the first lines, fantastic, one of the first uh, lines in my book, Keeping Secrets, was I, I am an adult child of an alcoholic. My childhood and that of my brothers and sisters was robbed mm -hmm. by a terrible disease no one wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. and then in that same page, I said, a child of an alcoholic will lie just as easily as to tell the truth because you're keeping a secret. Mm -hmm. And so you get in the habit of telling little lies and little lies have impact. And uh, I don't lie. I, I, I you know, I, I was telling someone that when we left our house of 45 years, we sold it this year. And the day that we left, the bighorn sheep all came down. And I've seen as many as 19, but I corrected myself. I said, but I know there were 15, but I wasn't mm -hmm. sure there were 19. You don't want to exaggerate at all because if you exaggerate, then you'll exaggerate about anything. If you lie, you'll lie about anything. So tell the truth. Um, have passion for what it is that you do. Go out of your way to have love in your life. If, it, if it's not a significant other, a, a pet that you love, you know, we all need love. And there's an interesting thing that happens between live beings. You know, if I touch your shoulder, we're, we're mm -hmm. exchanging electrons. When I mm -hmm. pet my cat, we're mm -hmm. exchanging electrons. And that is very meaningful. It all is signals up to your brain. Mm -hmm. And understand that your brain believes everything you tell it. It's without emotion. So if you tell your brain, I am so happy, your brain goes, good. If you tell your brain, oh, what a crappy day, the brain goes, yeah, it is. So you, you're in charge. And we are... Um, the product of our choices. Every day we make good choices. Every day we make bad choices to get to the point at 75 and I hope 110 that um, most days my card with I made good choices for myself and those I love uh, outweigh the bad choices. I believe that you have. So Suzanne, what do you got planned for the next 75 years? Well, you know what? <laughs> For the next five years, let's say, what's going, well, I, what's coming up? I, yeah, I, I do have a plan. I told my husband I want him to make me another Vegas deal for my 80th birthday. Cool. Will you come? Yeah, I would love to go. I'm in yeah, Vegas okay. all the time. Okay. That sounds like a great show. So you would get out there and say, unfortunately, Frank won't be able to make this one. No. But I'm sure no. You, can, you can get some people to join you, right? <laughs> yeah, or maybe I just want to be all by myself with my great musicians. Yeah. I love, my favorite instrument is the alto sax. I love singing from the Great American Songbook with some great sax player. I've had quite a few. It's great. I love my life. I can tell. I can tell. Suzanne Summers is at SuzanneSummers.com, selling skincare, makeup, hair, food, jewelry, all sorts gut of renew. products. Got a bad uh, yeah. And of course, gut renew uh, <laughs> to help you live a much healthier life. Yeah. Suzanne, thank you very much for your Thank time you. today. It's a great conversation. I think a lot of us have learned a lot about your life and uh, some tips and some advice on becoming entrepreneurs ourselves. So I appreciate you. your time. And, and thank you and great questions. I appreciate that very much. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. 
Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.